Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. Nieces Nugs, Nieces Nugs. What's up, friends? Welcome back to Nieces Nugs Podcast, episode 29, Life Lessons Learned Along the Way. Listen, I hope you're caught up on episodes. The first episode of season two dropped about a week ago, detailing my incredible trip out west to go see my dogs win the national championship. Only had a few days to plan, but what an incredible trip. Now, I had initially planned on dropping my series on New York City next, but today something has come up, and instead I want to detail something that I think applies to all of us in many areas of life, whether you're in business or not, there's some important lessons to be learned, and hopefully today I can communicate those to you. Today's lesson will actually happen today. Unfortunately, it plays out in so many ways. I want to jump around just a little bit, though, so hang with me. And unfortunately, today at the end, you'll probably see that this is kind of a sad story. So what happened, David? Well, I'm going to tell you about the incident, and I'm going to discuss it. But first, I want to start with something my pastor said today, actually, as he began his sermon as well. So my pastor gets up on the stage, and he begins a sermon, and he uses an illustration of why businesses sometimes fail. He's talking about this in a way to compare it to people following Jesus, which I completely agree with. But he said, first, some businesses fail to innovate, and so they fall behind. Absolutely, this is true. I've read many a leadership book and study and business book that details companies that in some way rested on their laurels or didn't pay attention to what was happening around them and failed to see things changing so quickly that they got left behind. However, this is not the only reason businesses fail. In fact, sometimes businesses fail because they forget who they are. They, in, they abandon their identity. And as I heard this, my heart immediately leapt because I know this to be true in so many ways. My pastor was launching into a sermon, like I said, about what it looks like to follow Jesus and how we should not abandon who God has called us to be. I absolutely think it's true. And I listened to the entire sermon, I promise. But here are some things that also came to my mind as I prepared to talk about this. It inspired me to take a moment and just kind of speak to this issue with everything going on. Now, I went to the University of Georgia. I got a business management degree. And so I do know a little bit about some business principles and things. I did pay attention just enough to know just enough to get in trouble. And listen, at the time I was taking classes, I certainly did not appreciate the lessons that I would learn, even though the lessons I learned helped me and prepared me for many things I'm in today. But as the years have passed, I have become more and more grateful for the lessons I learned studying management principles and concepts and leadership lessons. And today, one thing I want to highlight is something I learned very, very beginning early on in my studies. The thing that I learned was the importance of a competitive advantage. Honestly, it's such a simple concept. Most people would say, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yet the ramifications of ignoring it are absolutely huge. In the business world, a competitive advantage has to do with what sets a business apart in that space. 
It could be the product. It could be the quality of the product, the uniqueness of the product, the pricing of the product. It could be the customer service that the organization offers. Think like Chick-fil-A or how they used to be. It could be a wide range of things, but the competitive advantage is something that sets the company apart so that it is an excellent position to capitalize on what it's trying to do. Sometimes it's simply being first to the market and building loyalty into the customers. Several years ago when I was living in Anderson, South Carolina, this was actually the case with a specific business. Back in the day before there was a yogurt place on every corner. You know, those frozen yogurt places where you kind of pick your frozen yogurt by and you weigh it by the ounce and you can put toppings on it, all these things. There was this local place in Anderson. It was the first and only place at that time in Anderson, South Carolina. It was located in a public shopping center. And when it opened, I'm telling you, the place was hopping. People were coming out everywhere to go to this frozen yogurt place. The place was overflowing. At times, there was lines outside. They were doing an incredible amount of sales. And the owners were fantastic. The product was delicious. And ultimately, it looked like everything was thriving. Well, one day, I'm having a conversation with the owner, and the owner begins detailing plans to rent the space next door, to tear down a wall, and to create kind of a hangout spot but not provide any extra income and really kind of cater to the community in a way that really wasn't necessary and I don't think anyone was asking for. And then they began to talk about how they were going to sell sandwiches and some other things, and immediately I knew they were in trouble. I walked out that day and said to my wife, they will be closed within a year or two. She said, why? Why do you say that? I said, well, they're abandoning who they are. They sell frozen yogurt. They, they have a space and they're killing it, selling frozen yogurt. And here they are. They're going to take on extra expenses. They're going to take on extra space. And it's not going to provide any additional income. In fact, it's going to divert their attention away from what they're really, really good at. And what happened ultimately is this. Sure enough, a couple more yogurt places opened up. They couldn't afford to stay open. People started traveling around. They lost their competitive advantage in the place was gone. So what's the point? I'm not saying change is bad. I think sometimes change can be good and in fact helps the process when things do change. However, sometimes people just hate change. I'm not one of those people. I get it. But I'm also not one just to sit here and not pay attention to things that are happening. But sometimes when you change, you abandon the very thing that got you where you are. No matter what field you're in, you have to know what makes you unique. What would you say is your competitive advantage? Which brings me to today. So what happened today? Well, it's kind of a sad situation. I decided to take my daughter to go pick up donuts this morning. We hadn't had them in a while. And so my daughter and I set out about 6.30 to go to the Donut Man to get some of our favorite donuts in Myrtle Beach. I've actually featured this place on the podcast. I've introduced hundreds of people to their donuts. I publicly argued that they are the best in Myrtle Beach. And yet after this morning, it left me scratching my head and wondering what the future relationship I have with the Donut Man is. Shortly after being featured on this podcast, I got word that Joe, the Donut Man, was selling his shop to an investor from California. Worried that 
anything could happen and things would change. I kept my close eye on what was going on. And for the first several months, nothing really changed. I mean, there were some small changes here and there. There were some price changes. There were some packaging changes. But ultimately, the donuts did not change. But guess what? They have started to change. Prices have increased, whatever. We get it. It's inflation. But when you start changing recipes and when you start changing availability, you start messing with your competitive advantage. Like, what are you doing? You are known specifically for having this kind of donut, this kind of donut, this kind of recipe, and you're throwing it all out the window because just for, say, you just need to change. So fast forward to today. I walk in. The TVs, which I normally notice on the walls, are no longer on the walls. There's some aesthetic things they're changing about the actual atmosphere. And while that might not seem like a big deal, it actually is when it comes to uh, the community aspect. There used to be people sitting and drinking coffee and eating donuts and watching TV together. It doesn't exist anymore. So I walk in. There's one employee behind the counter. He looks at me says, how can I help you? I look bewildered because what do I see? But half of the shelves are completely empty, no donuts on them at all. And so I simply ask, hey, do you have more donuts coming out? Because normally when you go first thing in the morning, they haven't put all the made donuts out. And he says, no, this is all we have today. What were you looking for? And immediately I want to say, well, there's five donuts that come to my mind that you aren't carrying right now. And I came specifically here, drove five, six, seven miles to come to your shop to get these donuts, and they don't exist. And he said, well, you know, we're just out of this. We're out of this. And one of the ones that we really wanted, that the only place you can get it was the donut man. He says, oh, well, we've discontinued that donut. And I look bewildered. And I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. The re- reality is, is that they're changing things, but they're not changing them for any specific reason except for to think that they're better. Now, what doesn't make sense to me is you bought this donut place with the intent purpose of wanting a donut place that is selling donuts in this community. So why are you changing what is working when you're buying a shop, a donut shop, to make you money? I know that the investor is probably trying to bring some new ideas. I get it. I understand that the new investor has to figure out cost and has to figure out the best way to run the business. But what doesn't make any sense is for you to throw away your competitive advantage, whether that's consumer loyalty, whether that's uniqueness in the brand, whatever it is. They've changed the recipes on a couple of donuts. And while I'm paying, he, he simply just starts on this diatribe about nobody likes change and blah, blah, blah. And, and he, he kind of throws some shade at me. And so I respond to him simply by saying, this is not about change. This is about you not listening to your customers who are trying to give you insight into what we actually want. And they said, yeah, yeah, well, I know you want your red velvet and I know you want the chocolate cream. And I said, well, yeah, actually, I would like those. I'd like you to go back to your recipe on the original blueberry as well. Things just aren't adding up. And what happens is, is that the donut man is throwing away its competitive advantage. And when you abandon your competitive advantage, you have the t- tendency to lose. But why? It doesn't make any sense. I told my daughter when we walked out, less than two years, this place won't make it unless something changes or someone intervenes. Here's the only thing that might save them is that they can bring in something, some new product that can change the tide. Or the fact is the Donut Man in California has some tricks up its sleeves about donuts that it's going to replace the other ones with. Look, the Donut Man in California I went to a couple weeks ago. It's good, but it's not Donut Man in Myrtle Beach. So what about you? In whatever market you exist in, what is your competitive advantage? 
And why do you exist? Do you know why you exist? What sets you apart from anyone else? And have you abandoned that? In your pursuit of something else, have you abandoned who you are and what makes you unique? Listen, friends, it is okay to innovate. It is okay to change, but not at the expense of who you are in the core. Friends, I'll keep you updated. I'm open to being wrong. I have reached out, and I'm trying to make contact with Donut Man California, with the investor company to see what's going on. I will keep you updated, but as it stands, it looks like my days of visiting the Donut Man are limited, if non-existent at all. I hate that. But with bad news comes good news. Maybe that provides some hope that the summer abs are going to come out as David loses that belly fat because I'm not eating the donut, man. Sad story, but maybe, just maybe, a positive ending. Friends, catch me next time as we do explore some New York City intricacies, some transportation, some things that you need to know. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Nisa Nook's podcast. Have an awesome day.